Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. Nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. Oh, God. I miss our studio. Me too. I miss our studio. Um, but it's okay. It's cool. We're, we're, we're getting through this. Let's try that intro again. Welcome to Stay Scary Podcast, a very silly podcast about very serious horror in the middle of a pandemic. My name is Lisa McColgan. And I'm Ian Keeper. Yeah, and so we're uh, we're trying this Zoom thing out again. I think it's a, a little we're a little more successful. I've I've, I've brought out the the appropriately named Yeti uh, Yeti Nano mic uh, here. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the fact that it's called a Yeti because you know how I feel about the Yeti porn. <laughs> mm. Yeti or not. Back. Um, um, yeah. So if you're appreciating uh, what we're doing, um, please, the best way you can help us is to tell other people about our podcast. And uh, if wherever you're listening, you have the ability to leave a review or five stars, that's also appreciated. You can also engage with us on the social medias. We're probably most active on Facebook, but you can also engage with us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah. So I had showed you this picture before we started recording. Um, I found out about this on last pad, bleh, last podcast on the left this week, uh, their side stories episode. Now I've got to bump over to my second monitor here. Pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's, this is Indonesia. Indonesia, um, a village in Indonesia has reportedly taken to using volunteers dressed as ghosts um, to scare people into social distancing over the coronavirus. <laughs> And so the picture is, uh, I'll probably try to stick this up on the Facebook page. It's uh, these, they're, they're like dressed, they're wrapped up in shrouds, in burial shrouds, like just sitting on a bench in, in the middle of this park, it looks like. So in Indonesian folklore, ghostly figures known as pochong are said to represent the trapped souls of the dead. So Indonesia so far has 4,500 cases and 400 confirmed virus deaths. So they're doing a lot better than, than we are. There are fears that the true scale of the infection across the country is much worse. So uh, according to Reuters, uh, staff who traveled to see the Pochong in action, uh, the unusual tactic initially had the opposite effect to that intended with people coming out to try to spot the volunteers. But locals say matters have improved since the team began deploying unexpectedly. I see. Yeah. So like they're just like popping up. So since the Pochong appeared, parents and children have not left their homes. Resident Karno Supadmo told Reuters and people will not gather or stay on the streets after evening prayers. Uh, yeah. So it's it's people dressed up. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, so the, the Pochong campaign comes after this unusual virus-themed headwear. Uh, oh, yes, it's a picture of these uh, Indian officials uh, on, ho- on horseback wearing these giant coronavirus-like masks. They're <laughs> here, I'm going sh- to share Sorry. the thing again because it's uh, fucked up. Um, boink, boink, boink. Where am I? There we go. Let's share that screen. Look at that shit. Can you see oh. it? Oh, Oh, I want one of those, man. That's dope. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> you know what keeps me in the house? Mm-hmm. Keeps me from, you know what keeps me from wandering the streets? Mm-hmm. Anti-quarantine protesters. Yeah, they're scary too. They're scary too. I wish, uh, you know, I, I I wish that like dressing up in a burial shroud, shroud would, would scare people from like going out unnecessarily uh, to protest, not being able to get a haircut. I, mm, mm, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, in, I, I'm enjoying the pochong. I'm, I'm enjoying the idea that you can dress up in a burial shroud and actually get people to do the right thing. Um, I don't think that's going to fly here because... Uh, we're just uh, not respectful of the dead enough. No, and uh, we're not respectful of uh, cleaning supplies either. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, you know, now now we're all going to inject it. So I'm. Uh, I gave myself a Mr. Clean Anima when I got home from shopping yesterday. That would be like a really good porn, like with like somebody like like being Mr. Clean. Like, hey, Yin, I hear you need some internal cleaning. Bring that sexy chrome dome over to my asshole. <laughs> Did you see how I I have like a new crush on Stanley Tucci? Yep. Mr. Clean, Stanley Tucci. I put on my Haunted Mansion mask. I got this off of Etsy. I showed it to you before, but I'm really excited about it. It's uh it's cute. It's the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. Um which I will wear as a mask when, when I do venture out because this shit is like turning me like legitimately agoraphobic. Now the last time I went to Walgreens was just like so fucking grim and post-apocalyptic and dystopian. And I, and I was just going into like buy vitamins and it was just like, Oh my God, this is awful. Vitamins. Well, yeah, you need vitamins. What kind of vitamins are you taking? Well, I'm taking like massive doses of vitamin D right now because I'm not going outside. Um, yeah, like like five 5,000 units per pill and sometimes I'll take two. Yeah, no, that's legitimate. I mean, I, I, I've been... Uh, you, have to, you, have to, you, have to, you have to have the vitamin E and my shrink told me this. And so like anything that Andy tells me is totally legit, but he told me to take the vitamin D with the fish oil because the fish oil helps it metabolize better. You're the fucking hippie. Is that true? Well, it, it, I, yeah, there's a there's a thing about combining. I, I actually bought uh, wormwood um, and I bought angelica root and I bought uh, cat's claw and I bought I have like I've been building up a, an herbal apothecary mm-hmm. over on my end because who knows when we're going to get access to, you know, medicine. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm just like, thank God I still have my meds right now. I'm just like. God, I would go, ugh. I was telling my mom the other day, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm not, not freaking out as bad as I thought I would be. Or maybe it's just because I'm less, like more or less constantly sedated. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, figure out ways to stay sane during this shit. Well, you know, legit, if I could like dress up in a burial shroud and just like sit like outside of like the fucking stop and shop, like near my house, like that would be that that would be the best. Speaking of dressing up, I have to say I am very impressed by the the wigs and the makeup and like screenshots of you at work. Yes. Uh, well, because, you know, as, as, as somebody who is uh, in a B-52s tribute band, I, I have um, 
access to a, a good number of wigs. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, it just makes things a little bit better if I can just put on a wig. You know? I like the unicorn the best. The unicorn is probably my favorite. I bought that in Provincetown last year, last summer. And I was just like, oh, fuck. What if I don't get to go to P-Town this summer? Oh, oh God. You, can't, you just can't think that way. Like, you have to keep it in the day. Like, you know, that's the other thing. Like, you know, I'm in recovery. So it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm going back to the very basics of when I was first getting sober to like get through this. Is like, you have to just sort of keep it in the 24 hours. Um, and you can't, you'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So the Indonesian shroud thing, I was, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty taken with that. And uh, I learned about that on last podcast on the left. And also last podcast on the left now has their live from New Orleans show uh, available for download for the insanely low price of $6.66. Go to last podcast on the left slash live. Uh, I got early access to it for being a, a Patreon uh, stan. It's very funny. If you want to have big belly laughs about really infantile poop jokes and mere deer and 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 wrestling and all kinds of stuff, it was a it was a, it was a much needed uh, it was a much needed laugh watching that. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I, I, that was that that was my big inspiration this week was watching that and then then hearing about the Indonesian shroud ghosts and then you know my my obsession right now is with uh, historical botched executions. I want to know how that came to be. Like, where did this come from? I mean, it, I've always been obsessed with like Anne Boleyn and 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 terrible uh, things that happen. Well, things that still happen. Uh, let's be real. But um, but in the in the Tudor era era, there were uh, some particularly um, insane executions. One of which was uh, Margaret Pole. Let me just pull up Margaret Pole. Who was Margaret Pole? <laughs> Margaret Pohl, Countess of Salisbury. Um, she uh, she was the daughter of George, Duke of Clarence, who was the brother of Kings Edward the Fourth and Richard the Third. So she, uh, you know, was kind of competition competition to Henry the Eighth. Um, you know, because her sons had uh, legitimate claim to the throne, and so she'd been imprisoned in the Tower of London for a long time, and. Uh, Oh, the AnneBoleynFiles.com. Yeah, this is a good site if anybody's like really into it. was Margaret Pohl, the fall of the Poles, the end of Margaret Pohl. Here we go. After two years of being imprisoned as a traitor in the tower, the now frail 67-year-old Plantagenet heiress was executed. Uh, she was given a private execution, but uh, she was executed by an inexperienced axeman. Uh, missed her neck the first time and it took a further 10 blows to finish her off. Oh, no. She was also, she was also running around the block, running around the scaffolding, you know, like just trying to get away. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. 11 blows. So yeah, 11 blows were required. It was just like, God damn, like, you know, you can't get like a better you know, swordsman. Like Anne Boleyn had a, Anne Boleyn had a swift end comparatively speaking. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So, so botched it. Mary Queen of Scots, where uh, her, she was executed, and her dog, her little, her little, the, the legend is her little dog was like underneath her skirts. She was executed, and then the dog like ran out from underneath her dress and was like running around. And yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. I know it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm a terrible person. I just find <laughs> I, I'm just you know, ooh, God, 
you know, uh, and, and, you know, now like living through this, I'm just like, are we really that like much more evolved? I, you know, I don't think we are. So that's my, uh, that's my, Oh, Oh, I did. I did not know that, uh, she, uh, she's actually beatified. She's blessed Margaret Pohl. So she's like on her, she, she's, on, she's, she's on like the lowest rung of, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, like the lowest rung of the ladder to actually being uh, canonized. I think it's, no, I think it's like, I can't remember how, there, there's, there's, there's levels, but yeah, I think, uh, I think she's, yeah, I don't think she's been canonized. She's, I, I did not know this. She's blessed Margaret Pohl because she's a martyr. She's a Catholic martyr. Huh. Interesting. Blessed Margaret Pohl. So if, if, if you pray to Margaret Pohl and like your cancer is miraculously cured, um, you, you, you could, you could conceivably make her a saint. It's true. So it would take like 11 times for you to get, get through to her maybe? 11 times. <laughs> whack, whack, whack. <laughs> Margaret. I said Margaret. Margaret. Wham, wham. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when my kids call me, mom, mom, mom. <laughs> yeah. 11 times. She has to cure. She has to cure something 11 times, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I did. So yeah. Uh, yeah. The Anne Boleyn files is actually a very good uh, tutor history. Um, so are you defining, are you defining botched uh, executions by having to do things multiple times before the person died or or the person dies or, or, or something, you know, and you could, you could, could even conceivably say that Anne Boleyn was, Anne Boleyn's was somewhat botched because they didn't have like any way to properly like dispose or properly carry away her corpse after she was, after she was executed. So they put her in an arrow chest. Like there was, because, you know, and she fit in the arrow chest because she didn't have a head anymore. Um, so yeah, there wasn't like a coffin ready for her. So her ladies had to like, you know, stuff her in an arrow chest and carry her to the chapel for burial. I did a little bit of reading about this and I read about um, like lethal injections gone wrong where, you know, there's supposed to be two phases, the, the part of the injection where, you know, if they can get a vein, in some cases they can't find a viable uh, blood vessel to get everything in. Um, <sighs> And that's a problem. I have like blood drawn. Are you the, are you the multiple stabby type? They have to stab you multiple times. Like trying to find a vein on me and uh, uh, uh. ever tell yeah. you, I had this Russian phlebotomist like for the longest time, and I actually like would start looking forward to seeing her because she was so like gruff and Russian and like no nonsense. And I went to have my blood drawn, and uh, you know she's like mega feast, and she's like you know she's taken and I'm. The other way, because like, you know, like, believe it or not, like, like, I can't stand watching my own blood go, come out of my body. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not a particularly squeamish person, but like, I'm just like, I just really don't want to watch my blood leaving my body. So I'm like turning my face, making the fist. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm going into my happy place. And she's just like, Lisa, I was like, what? She's like, I tell you to stop making feast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just like, I, I'm sorry. I just like, you know, I had wasn't paying attention. I just really didn't want to, you know, look at my blood. And she's just like, you bleed once a month. Yes. <laughs> I said, yeah. She says, it's the same blood. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, it's true. 
Well, sometimes they get into the vein and for some reason, um, that first injection that's supposed to be like the, the pain relieving injection before they give you the, the poison, yep. doesn't make it. So like this one guy, he was on the table, they're giving him the first uh, dosage, the first injection. And I guess it didn't take, there was something wrong with the machine. So they just went ahead with the second injection. And so he went out screaming in pain. Uh, uh, see, like that, that I, I'm opposed to the death penalty. Um, that it's, it's just like shit like that is, is, you know, to say nothing of like innocent people who have been executed, you know, and they find out after the fact that they, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I joke, <laughs> I joke about, you know, finding it, you know, fascinating because it is fascinating, but I'm, I'm, a, I mean, I'm, I'm totally, totally opposed to the death penalty, you know, and maybe, well, maybe I'd feel differently if, if, if somebody close to me were murdered, but I don't think so because like what I, I, I often wonder, do I really want to be the one to deliver that kind of justice to someone? Although it'd be kind of cool to just like walk around with the hood. I want, I want a plague mask. I want like an old school plague mask with the long, yeah, with the long beak. Like I just want to walk around. I want to go to the grocery store with my cloak and my, cause I do have a cloak that I bought in Salem last fall. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, a plague mask. I think that'd be fun. Of course. Like, I could see, I could totally see you doing that. I just walk, walk through the grocery store like that. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe not so much with the shroud, but I would, I would walk around like a plague doctor. I looked like uh, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going into the store yesterday. i wearing a green hoodie and my orange handkerchief mask. Um, yeah. You got to be stylish with the masks. I mean, I'm happy about my Haunted Mansion mask here. And then uh, Felicia gave me a couple of... Uh, the fabric masks, you know, with the elastic things, but my ears have like no cartilage. So like they, I don't know if you can see, but like they totally bend down. They're like, they're like, I like wicked floppy ears. So the elastic like makes my ears stick out and I'm like really like self-conscious going in anywhere. <laughs> Am I self-conscious about this? Like fucking everybody is like, is wearing a mask, you know, but I'm just like, Oh, but my ears look so floppy. I'm just like, Oh my God, I have bigger things to worry about than my floppy ears. Although my, all of every hairdresser I've ever known, like loves the fact that they can just like bend down my ear and <laughs> cut the hair around it. It's that attention to detail it's, that defines a Virgo. Roll it up. Like I can up i can roll this ear the top part of my ear i can roll it down it's gross it's my that's your ears that's your ears they're floppy and i can roll them down can you hear with them oh i can hear with them well there you go like i can hear a little too well sometimes um believe it or not which is kind of amazing after all the years i spent in clubs without putting earplugs in my hearing is actually pretty good like a bat I've got big ears. No, mine aren't big. They just don't have any cartilage. They, mine are like the, uh, they're, they're stiff. They, you know, they've, they've got thick cartilage, thick earlobes, long earlobes. And uh, yeah, those are my ears. They don't, they don't necessarily stick out. They just, they're just very strong. Uh, mine are weak, floppy ears. And I've got mom hearing. I've got mom hearing. So I can hear, like, with, if a kid is screwing up somewhere, I will hear it. I'll I, hear it all, all the way down to fucking Miami, Sean. I can hear Kevin muttering about me, like, three rooms away. I'm like, I heard that! I'm telling you. I, my son 
I can hear you. Son, if you're listening, which you might be, because he's in Miami, he's in quarantine himself. Mm-hmm. But Sean, if you're listening, I can hear you. I can hear what you're doing down there. Just so you know. She can hear you talking smack right now. Um, yeah. So uh, Indonesian shroud people and botched executions and I want a plague mask. And uh, so the latest and greatest over here, I got to see Killer Sofa yesterday. Yeah. I want to watch Killer Sofa. Maybe we should do a live viewing, like a Zoom viewing where we share the screen and we watch Killer Sofa and we can invite people to watch Killer Sofa. That'd be fun. We should have a watch party with that because that movie is ridiculously, it's, it's great. It's on, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. And like, I don't, I'm not sure how we can, I'm sure we could do like a Zoom thing where, you know, I mean, I can get Amazon Prime on my computer or you can, um, and, you know, we can have a watch party that way. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So, so the sofa, when you, you, the the clip that you showed, that looked more like a Barca lounger than a sofa. Well, yeah. So I guess the guy who made the movie, his name is, his name is Bernardo Rao. And uh, this is a New Zealand movie. Um, And he was afraid of being sued by Lazy Boy. So he named the movie Killer Sofa, but he was going to call it The Furnishing. Ooh, see, the furnishing actually sounds like like legit scary. <laughs> like the crowing from uh, Schitt's Creek. Yeah, so I guess he was waiting um, for some knock-up, some, some art, and I guess the flash of inspiration was Killer Sofa, so I don't, I don't know. But there's the, the logo is like this blood-spattered comfy chair with, like, teeth, um, which, you know, it doesn't look like that. It's a very unassuming piece of furniture. But I mean, the button, it has like the button eyes and it's got like, you know, the fold of it has the mouth. Pretty good. I'm trying to, I'm going to bring it up and see if there's like a clip of it. Well, you had it on your uh, Facebook page. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty hysterical. And I thought, you know, so many of us are one with the furniture these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Let's see if we can hear this. <laughs> see, it's the guy at the stove. Yeah, and so here's like the angry and the angry Barca lounger getting ready to push this guy into the oven. He's humming. He looks around. <laughs> yeah, see, the Barca lounger keeps moving closer and closer. The thing I don't get is the Barca Lounge keeps moving and he keeps just making the freaking pizza. Yeah, like this, this thing's moving closer and closer and he's just like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> closer and closer and closer. Boom! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might merit like a live viewing. Yeah, I think I think it does. The, the, the whole movie, the girl, so you, you know, you think she's the final girl. There's actually a twist to who is really the final girl in my mind. And I'll, I'll let you decide for yourself who that final girl is. But um, with this particular movie, the, the, the girl that they focus on keeps going through the movie and saying, you know, men just are so obsessed with me. And I, it gets really annoying. And, I, and I'm just like, she is low budget movies do. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And then, you know, you've got a guy who's 
like a disgraced rabbi. And everybody in that movie has, um, you know, they, they're from New Zealand. So they, you hear the New Zealand accents in their speech, except for the Jewish guy. He sounds like he came out of New York. <laughs> well, yeah, because of course, you know. And he's uh, his partner is a black woman who, of course, knows like voodoo type things, too. So it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, so I, I, sl- I put my. Yeah. So there's a little bit of voodoo. There's a little bit of um, Jewish mysticism because there's a Dybbuk involved. Um, and then there's like some old time, like, I don't know. <laughs> like white oleander bullshit going on in the movie. So there, there, and there's like a storyline with the rabbi's relationship with his father. And it's there, there's this, they're packing it all in a movie about a killer sofa or a killer Barker lounger. Yeah. So definitely see it. I would love to hear your take on it. I think we should do, I think we should totally do a live, um, if we could figure out a live uh, viewing of it and do a watch party with everybody um, virtually. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, let's see. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. We can invite, invite back some of our, uh, some of our, hosts, our, our, our guest hosts. Oh my God, that would be great. That would be so fun. Zeno, Woodard, Van Ham, all watch about the killer sofa. Yep. I mean, the nice, the thing is, is like handling the sound wouldn't be too bad. We can just mute everybody, but we can like chat. And then, and yeah, we would just be the ones, uh, yeah. Might be something to, might be something to do. Yeah. Be fun. Be fun. Killer sofa. I started a meditation podcast. Of course you did. <laughs> well, name of what's the name of your meditation podcast? So the, the, those of our listeners who are uh, meditationally inclined can. Uh, uh, it's called Ten with Yin. Okay, is it on like so, Podbean or is it has it is it on all the streamings now? Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's on Podbean. It's on iTunes, and it's Ten T E N, like you know, spelling out the number with Yin Y I N H. And um, it's basically 10 minutes of just chilling the fuck out. And, um, you know, so if you're in your car and you're getting ready to go somewhere or if you are getting ready to hop on a Zoom call, give yourself a little extra time and uh, listen to meditation and, you know, just get into the right frame of mind and do what you're about to do. So my goal is to have 10 episodes up in the series and that'll be pretty much it. so right now we're up to episode three and there are meditations for different things. Okay. The, uh, the, the, the Dalek med- meditations. Have you heard those from Dr. Who? No. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. Hang on. Welcome to Dalek relaxation for humans. like that at all (laughs) no it's basically my voice but more like this and i'm i'm learning oh stop it so i find that so much more relaxing (laughs) yes and that is the difference between you and the rest of the society (laughs) society it's the rest of society (laughs) no i it's uh 
I, I actually, and I started doing um, music behind it too. And it's my music. Oh, what do you, yeah. like guitar? No, hold on. Oh no. What the fuck is this? What is, oh no, no. Of course, you've got a singing bowl. Is it a singing bowl? It's a tank drum. Okay. So it's a tonal drum that it basically somebody took two propane tanks mm-hmm. and cut the bottoms off and welded them together. And there's like a little hole where the sound comes out. And then there are these like tongues that you strike. Oh, all right. I see what it is. So it's like this. So now, how, is that, how is that any more relaxing than the Daleks? <laughs> this is why they have different flavors of ice cream, Lisa. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just like to see me make that face. I do. I do. I enjoy it. Ooh, there's one where they're singing Gilbert and Sullivan. No, no. <laughs> why? Why do you do this? Why? Uh, Timmy, why? Why, Timmy? Why? Why? Because <laughs> we need to laugh. laugh. Yes, we do. Laughter is meditation. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I feel like I should be watching more horror than I'm watching. But like, you know, I just feel like those those daily briefings are horror enough. Although he didn't he didn't stick around for the Q&A yesterday because he knew he was going to get the- <laughs> Fucking dragged over the goals for that injecting, <laughs> injecting disinfectant thing. <laughs> yeah, I I really haven't been watching a whole lot of horror lately myself. Um, we need to get up. We need to step up our game. On my shopping excursion yesterday, I went to Super 88 in Malden. You can actually get toilet paper. That's a secret. That's where we found our toilet paper. You go to an Asian supermarket because most people won't go in the Asian supermarkets because they're racist as fuck. (laughs) It's true. I just want, I just want to be able to like sit out on my porch. In fact, I may sit out on, I'd like, I know it's like gray and it's probably only like 50 degrees outside, but like, fuck it. I just like want to like, grab your guitar and go outside. Have an impromptu porch fest. No, I don't want to sit on my porch and play guitar. That's such like, no, that's not who I am, man. I'm not. Totally do it. I'm not jamming. I'm not going to go jam. I'm not going to go jam. We're not going to have major jamage on my porch. Hey, man, don't knock it. (laughs) I totally do that shit. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not made for, I'm not made for the singer songwriter thing. Although I do, I kind of did want to like write a song about Lysol douche. You saw the thing that I posted, right? About the Lysol douche. Hold on a minute. Lysol douche. Um, Like it was like right out, it was right after like, you know, things started like taking off after, after that presser and people were talking about injecting. Lysol and stuff. And I'm just like, hey, man, it wasn't so long ago that Lysol was promoting itself as a douche. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, I did. And you diluted like you diluted Lysol in your douche bag. 
and you shot that shit up your yoni. You shoot up. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it was also like it's it's a marriage aid. It's a marital aid because like, God forbid, you've got, you know, a cooch that, that doesn't smell like a nice clean floor. I want to do like a nice like kind of like singer songwritery song and just make it like specifically about douching your no no hole with with Lysol. You should totally do that song. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'll help you write that song. Uh, no, I, mean, I, can, I can write it. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm capable of, I'm capable of writing a joke song. You know, it's just a one, four, five, you know? Another thing that I like to watch is like, is like people like waxing their upper lip for the first time. Like, you know, they're, they're buying like those home wax kits and then they're like trying to like pull it off. And I was watching one video of this woman who was like, what is she like waxed in between her eyebrows and like waxed her upper lip. And then like, she was like pulling it off and she almost threw up because it was like so painful. She was like, <laughs> like just, wimp. She's a wimp. Pain is funny. That kind of pain is funny. Like you watch like videos of people peel, peeling off those like black, like those like soup, like the Korean, the Korean like peel off masks. Those things are epic. Epic. Yeah, I like those. I don't know what it is, but I don't mind that stuff. I'm going to give myself a Brazilian at some point. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, once once people start like you know waxing their 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 nether regions, and that's a whole other that's a whole other shit show right there. Don't you, ladies? Don't do it. Oh, go ahead and do it. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. I'm here to tell you that having a clean bum is a really good thing. It's it's nice to have the hygiene still happening down there. There's not as much friction when you walk. You know, it's not so sweaty when you work out. How hairy is your butt? What? How hairy is your butthole? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe it's just because I'm not a particularly hairy person. I've never had to, like, wax my ass. It's really nice. Like, once you do it, you're like, wow, I can't believe, like, how clean and smooth it is. <laughs> It's, it's, it's an aesthetic. It's just, it just feels good. All right. All right. All right. I'll tell you like half of new England estheticians have seen my butt. <laughs> all right. Maybe when this is all said and done, I'll, I'll get my, my, I, I just don't think it's, I don't just don't think it's a worthwhile thing. Cause I just don't think I got a lot of hair back there. <laughs> I'm not a hairy person. I'm not a hairy person. It's all on the top of my head. I've, I've been blessed with this like lush, thick head of hair, but like I don't grow armpit hair. My eyebrows like practically don't grow anymore. So, what are I you need to get armpit hair? Ooh, look at that. Yeah, I've got a little friend. I've got two friends growing under. I've got like buckwheat and a headlock over here. Like, <laughs> I got to do something about that. So I've been trying to get what? some natural. We're just some natural women now. Well, I'm trying to get Arlie warmed up to the idea of pulling the wax off for me because I can put it on. I just need help taking it off. Put your child through that. Arlie, Arlie, come here. Come here. I need you to I need you to pull this off my armpit. Traumatizing that child. Don't you dare. You pull off your own fucking armpit hair, Yin. That's going to be the clip for this podcast. What kind you- of parenting is that? No. 
Oh, no. She needs to learn. <laughs> I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you a thing or two about grooming. Come here. I don't say it in that voice. Mama needs you to pull out her armpit hair. All of a sudden, I am a 75-year-old smoker with a heavy New England accent. That's the kind of like personality that I think that would make their like preteen daughter pull out their armpit hair. That's I told you. She needs to learn. <laughs> Beauty is pain. <laughs> Beauty is pain. All right. All right. All right. All right. She's your child. I mean, I, you know, far be it for me to tell you how to parent your kid, but I'll tell you what, Nick, when we do it, I'll get you on the zoom call and you can watch. I don't want to watch. <laughs> is, Ar- is Arlie aware of your plans for her? I've hinted at it. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to get you got to get them warmed up to the idea. I'm grooming her. I'm grooming her to groom me. All right. Well, yeah, when my when <laughs> when my mom, when we when we were still living with my mother-in-law and uh, I guess she had Alzheimer's and, and Kevin would actually tweeze her chin hairs for her. I'm just like, you are a fine son for doing that. I just don't think I could do that. I mean, when it comes my time, you know, I'm going to have to find somebody to tweeze them. Get in good with your your, your nephews. My nieces and nephews. I yeah. Can't, I can't think of a one that would that would do that for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kaylee might. I don't know, Finn. I don't know, Finn. Caden definitely wouldn't. Finn might. Finn might be uh, might be like, OK, with with tweezing my chin hairs. But. Why do you think I am reading bedtime stories to my nephew now? Because I might need him to tweeze my chin hairs later. Yeah, well, don't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that the armpit thing is pretty fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah, we're all just like she-beasts. Like, <laughs> with our ungroomed our ungroomed selves like my like my eyebrows are mostly drawn in i don't really have to worry about the brow thing but like i'm still dermaplaning i'm still dermaplaning so like because you know i get like the peach fuzz like around here so i'm 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 still doing that but i'm just not hairy you're a very lucky person fuzzy i'm not hairy i've got i've you saw you saw my armpits i saw so yeah like i don't think i've shaved my armpits in like weeks and like i got like nothing i got nothing growing on Ah, so jealous no i wish i was like that but i'm not and you know the asian people aren't supposed to be hairy so this must be my dad's fault are germans supposed to be kind of hairy i don't know i've got the the height from that side of the family and you know the the stocky build and and all of that so i'm just gonna assume that my dad made me hairy your suit is the term my dad is definitely that. He's got a sweater going on and on his back. <laughs> got a hair sweater. Like a hair shirt, except it's like growing on that you. Ooh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying like not being particularly hairy and not having the worries that you she beasts have. <laughs> you said you liked yetis. I am yeti woman. <laughs> With my nipple hair. Yeah. Oh. Now some of, some of you bitches grow the nipple hair. I know. <laughs> when did you see nipple hair? I've seen nipple hair. 
Listen, I was in theater. You have no idea how many pairs of tits I've seen over the years. <laughs> if I knew my tits were going to be out for the world to see, I would pluck it. You have, so you've got nipple hair? Not right now. But you, you want to see? I don't want to see your nipple hair. You've already shown me your armpit hair. Man. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <sighs> All right. It's that kind of a, you know, I think during the time of the apocalypse, all bets are off. We talk about anything. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. If you've enjoyed this hot mess of a mini-sode, again, tell your friends, uh, engage with us on, on the social medias and um, definitely uh, check in with us about this live viewing of Killer Sofa because um, I think that's going to happen. I think that really absolutely should happen. Uh, more so than watching Arlie pull out your armpit hair. I think that's for the Patreon. <laughs> a month, you can watch Arlie rip out her mother's armpit hair. I still have to convince her because she gave me a pretty hard no when I first introduced the idea. Well, of course she did, because that's a terrible thing to ask of your child. I'll see if she'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, 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 I, you know me. I will try and try and try. <laughs> I'm done. (laughs) All right. Stay safe out there. Stay scary. Bye. There's a monster in the house. There's a monster in the house. There's a monster in the house. Thank you.